Welcome to a Fairly Queer Podcast. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Sam. Aw, it's a pleasure to be back and having all the good times with you, Sam. Yes. Now, before we get started on today's episode, a couple things. One, I might sound a little bit different because I am currently at my parents' house in Pennsylvania, and I was uh, very perturbed to find out that my microphone had been damaged in transit. So unfortunately, it is not working, so I am having to use my computer's built-in microphone, which probably doesn't sound so great. But we are working with what we're working with today. Which brings us to our next point, which is... Jeremy has set up a Patreon. I have. It's a slash handsome Jeremy. Now, of course, Sam is involved in in these goodies because a lot of the tiers, the the lower tiers involved podcast involvement. So, Sam, uh, what do you want to say about uh, the podcast and Patreon? A couple things. So, we are working out the tier list, so please let us know through either of our social medias on Instagram uh, what you would like to see in terms of rewards from either of us, whether it's uh, Jeremy doing a tarot card reading or it's a custom piece of leather gear or anything like that. We're really wanting to make this appealing to our listeners. Um, really, this podcast started out as a passion project, but we do have a a a fairly decent listener base right now. So we're really wanting to make sure that we can get episodes out frequently once a week, uh, get on a real good upload schedule and also make sure that the audio quality and production quality is up to the standards that we'd like it to be. So really uh, that was a big reason why we wanted to start uh, the Patreon. So we could just make sure that our, you know, our engines are running at full capacity. So really, if, you know, anything that you can provide, $1, $5, depending on the tier list that you might be interested in, we'd super appreciate it. Um, so we just want to give it a little shout out to the Patreon, and you can find more information on how to access that. We'll post a bit on our Instagram pages when this episode goes up. So there you go. Yes, thank you, Sam. We already have um, an, uh, about six Patreon patrons really uh, yeah that's amazing um my pal lisa jensen all the way across the atlantic is one of our 1111ers so thank you lisa and also kate is an 1111er so shout outs are real they are immediate we we want to make sure you feel the cuddles and love from a fairly queer podcast so thank you beautiful unicorns sam um, I do want to tell everyone that you are wearing a unicorn headband, which I think is adorable. Sam. So thank you for holding up the unicorn um, fantasy for me and for no everyone. No need to be teasing about the reason for the season. And then, guys, a unicorn? The reason for this season, Sam? Is this the one? Uh, it's time is this to celebrate. The, is this the ho- holiday episode or, or a holiday this episode? This is a holiday episode because Exciting. today is the day before Thanksgiving. And yes. actually, for me, in like seven minutes, it's literally going to be Thanksgiving because they're going to hit midnight. So, so we thought is, we thought today yes. we would talk about... Actually, my headband is on backwards, so there we go. Um, we thought we'd talk about queer gatherings and extol each other's on the mishaps of our own get-togethers throughout the year. Just right now, our refrigerator is not working. 
So literally oh, everything is being oh, kept no. over with ice bags. My uh, very expensive honey nut squash is sitting in a Rubbermaid container outside on the lawn because it's colder outside than it is in the fridge. So we're getting off oh, to a Sam. holiday shenanigans. Holiday shenanigans desired and not desired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, There's Sam... Time. What are your Thanksgivings like? Do you go spend time with your family or your chosen family? Or do you just sit alone eating turkey, crying (laughs) to your mashed potatoes? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that I've ever had a solo Thanksgiving. Right now, I am dog-sitting in Alameda, which is a little island right below Oakland, California. I am here with a wonderful dog, Max, and my evening glass of port. And I've spent um, a couple of Christmases and Thanksgivings here um, in the Bay Area. That's been wonderful. I have also had um, Thanksgivings and Christmases. It's tended to be with friends. Bless my dear family, but the dissolution. And maybe we can talk about (laughs) healing our hearts from family in some future episode. But I love my mom. I talked to my mom. I saw my mom. Um, this past weekend, but, uh, I've mostly been having Friendsgivings. I don't remember ever having a solo Thanksgiving, so I feel very grateful for that, Sam. Um, what's your Thanksgiving going to be like tomorrow? Well, I'm going to be with my friend at the eminent, uh, drag, uh, superstar, Kim Burley, my friend Cody. I will be in Oakland with his mom. And his mom's uh, boyfriend. And they have some work and family uh, friends coming in. And Cody's awesome uh, sister Lydia will be there. And we have a nice time. I get warm and cozy. And then I start to I start to play music. And there might be a sing-along. Like, that's stuff that goes very deep and very uh, early in my upbringing. People like just playing and singing together and things like that. So those are what make the holidays special. Everyone's well taken care of and everyone can celebrate each other's company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Friendsgiving is always very fun. I've, for the last couple of years, I have been doing just Thanksgiving with my family. But actually, while we're on the topic, my own personal uh, family's Thanksgiving has, that's a weird way of putting it, but you get the idea. Has actually a really interesting history of being more of a Friendsgiving. So I shall extol you listeners of the history of the Smith family Thanksgiving. Can we get some sound It's a turkey. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So a long time ago in a magical city called Brooklyn, New York, my mother and father... We're probably not married yet. I don't really remember, but I should have had my mother on the podcast. She's upstairs sleeping. But uh, they, my mother's parents were living in Spain, and I don't know where my father's parents were, but they, you know, I don't think they were on necessarily good terms. So they didn't have anyone to have Thanksgiving with. So they ended up having Thanksgiving with their friends in Brooklyn, who also didn't have anywhere to go for the holiday. And that went on for... 50 plus years. Yeah. And that's the Thanksgiving that I've known my whole life was 
just some random strangers, or at least strangers to me while I was growing up, who I'd only see during Thanksgiving, would come down to our house. Um, sometimes we rented out um, a place across the street at the Rod and Gun Club just to have more space. But yeah, a bunch of people, my family, my uh, mother and father's old friends would all come. They'd make delicious food and um, they would sing the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> or not, not, not sing the Communist Manifesto. They would, what? uh, what's it? No, that's, no, you don't sing it. Uh, Arise, you pisses of the Arise, you wretched of the earth. Da-da, you know that song? Are you saying you come from some some deep leftist my, my, stuff? My mother and father were a part of the Progressive Labor Party in uh, New York City. Wow. They, they handed out challenge uh, communist paper. So, yeah, they would, we sing um, <laughs> the Workers International. That's what it's called. Uh-huh, the Workers, the, the Internacional. Yes, the Workers International. Whoa, let's see. So um, that's my thanks. just kind of blew. That, you kind of blew my mind. Did you're I? You're like... Yeah, you're like a you're like a commie pinko homo. It's true. You are you are you are everything that a McCarthy uh, trial in 1952 would have would have decried. If our listeners care, I'm more of a socialist than a communist, but that is definitely (laughs) my background. Is is a lot of that. So, um, yeah, there you go. Wow, that's pretty. Oh, my gosh. Family Thanksgivings were wonderful for for most of the first 18 years of my life. Of course, there's always drama. I'm the oldest of four kids, and my mom is a highly nervous and sensitive creature, and my dad liked to keep things chill, but he didn't always have... uh, the greatest understanding of my mom's sensitivities. <laughs> and so, yeah, it would be grand. The grandparents, like my mom's parents were often involved. My mom's side of the family would often come to our house. Um, and I got to help make things. And I appreciated being helpful with my mom for the most part. Um, I really love Thanksgiving. I mean, despite it's my what- favorite holiday. It's kind of it's kind of my favorite holiday too because like gratitude is is such a warming healing experience and despite the historical facts that we know about the shenanigans like it's kind of special you know it's nice to have holidays in general to to like let go of the the work cycles and the and the hullabaloo of of uh, feeling like you know, a cog and being with those you love intentionally, hopefully, and, and celebrating good food and good drink and good company. So I really loved Thanksgiving growing up. I remember a time where, um, I used to love watching the wizard of Oz with my cousins because the wizard of Oz besides for the, for the parade, the wizard of Oz was known to come on to, um, the local channels and play, which is kind of crazy. Like the, what, like the, how gay does that make Thanksgiving besides for like stuff, stuffing turkeys and, and, and all these other things. Like, you know, a lot of people, I think it would be called a misnomer that you shove the stuffing up the turkey's ass, but really that's its head. Yeah. You're just stuffing stuffing the turkey. 
you're stuff you're stuffing the turkey from the from from the from throat the, down. You yeah, you you yeah, you're so yeah, you're you're really stuff up a turkey's ass. It's just not true. No, even though that was I my dad had the great pleasure. My dad was a honestly, I think my dad was an, a better cook than my mom. So sure. he took he took over the turkey usually. And my, my mom was really good at the accompaniments. Oh my god, here's a great anecdote. One of my favorite things was this trashy um cool whip uh refrigerated cheesecake. I loved the cold, like the refrigerated cheesecake. It was not a baked cheesecake. It was literally Cool Whip and 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 cream cheese and a couple of other things. And it because it was the consistency was so amazing. And there was one year that we put um, chocolate chips in it, and it was just oh my god. You know what? If someone still, if I took if I took my lactose pills, if someone said, yeah, this is one of them. Cool Whip put in the refrigerator for five hours cheesecakes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pour that sugar on me, baby. I'm telling you, good. between you and me, oh. we could potentially have the most boring Thanksgiving ever. Everything would be vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy-free. There, there's nothing, there's nothing boring about gluten-free, Sam. Gluten-free is what I have to do now. I have a, I have a sensitive digestive system and colon. I cannot do glutinous things anymore and a half of vegetarian things will have gluten in it because you know what being well let's just let's just say that like Trader Joe's at least has a great job of having a lot of gluten free Thanksgiving stuff and you know that's very west coast Trader trade Trader Joe like your trade and your Joe well you could say trade you could say Trader Joe I'm sorry anyway Back back on track. <laughs> <laughs> back on track, Sam. You're the editor after all. I know. But no, I really I really love I really love Thanksgiving. I really I really did because you just saw everyone like happy to be together. Um trying to think of anything weird. Well Well, there was the Thanksgiving that I found it afterwards that my brother was completely like uh Kablobbered on opiates, but I didn't oh, really wow. know. Yeah, but that's the reality. Sometimes the holidays um, are no different than someone else's a very trying, very challenging life. So, well, and that's the interesting thing about Thanksgiving too that I think makes it stand out from holidays, even holidays like Christmas, is that it's really a holiday focused on a singular day of gathering together and enjoying food and board games occasionally with close chosen friends or, uh, or chosen family or actual family when you might not see those people necessarily much otherwise. It really brings, that's like the story about like, okay, it's like your Republican grandfather is coming and what are you going to do? Like those things are facilitated by Thanksgiving because it's this great, huge gathering. And I think that's really what makes it so special. And we can talk about like why the history of Thanksgiving as it's told is super fucked up and the Native Americans and the pilgrims, it's just, that's not a thing. And I do think it's important to recognize that the history of Thanksgiving is not so 
clean cut as we're made out yes. to believe it is when we are used. However, I do think that the modern that's why I think we should change to like the name to like Turkey Day or something. If I'm being completely honest, because or like it's just a, like a national gra- like National Gratitude Day, something right? like still that. Be like right, like it could because it does mark. You know that the funny thing about the holidays, at least um, t- for so many of us who are like Westerners, is that we have a we have a couple of moments before it really kicks in high gear. Like Halloween reminds us that we are in the middle of autumn in the northern hemisphere. I mean, people who celebrate Halloween in in Australia, you know, or South Africa, it's springtime. <laughs> You know, so like, I just only think about this because Dateline is like the last the last tour of this year that Alaska and I are going to is South Africa, and it's going to be Ooh, the oh, height I'm of so big summer. Take me with you, jeez. Oh, Sam, I'll take us on a I'll take us on a special trip sometime. I'll carry the wigs. But... <laughs> oh my god, it's not the wigs that's the problem. It's something else. <laughs> Uh, I'll um I'll uh, carry the eyelashes. I don't know what do drag queens wear. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Sam, no. I, I think we've I think we've been we've been sipping a little he- heavily on our beverage. Oh, but I've been drinking some so lovely Copper and Kings brandy. Copper and Kings oh. local distillery in Kentucky. It's my favorite. But getting back to the point, so yes, that, yeah, um, no, you're right. And that's another interesting thing about Thanksgiving. I think is that a lot of there's of course traditions, turkeys and stuffing and food, but most of the traditions surrounding Thanksgiving are all about the things that you are cooking. Not about, like, the things that you are necessarily doing. Unlike Christmas, where it's like, you're going to get a tree. You're going to give gifts. You're going to go caroling. Where it's Thanksgiving, it really takes on a life of its own, depending on what family is celebrating it. Yes, that's true. And, of course, like, we have all these notions of, like, someone... Someone in the family is is feeling isolated or or feeling um, sabotaged, so they want to sabotage Thanksgiving by dropping uh, dropping truth bombs or dropping like notification bombs. Your son is gay, <laughs> right? Someone's gay. So, and you know, the political thing is real too, because like every four years in the states. We're we're electing a, a, a new um leader of the executive branch. And you know, I come from a family of of uh my dad's side of the family is like working class Democrats and then my mom's family are like some conservative Christian uh Republicans and it was just weird hearing these things come up because um this Thanksgiving happens after voting season. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why, like, again, like I was saying, like, like in the Northern Hemisphere, we Westerners with our semi-Christians, whatever these holidays have become, we there's Halloween says, okay, get, get in the gear. And then Thanksgiving's like, okay, we've, we, we have gone into full festival season between Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and New Year's, really. So that's five weeks, at least five weeks. And then, you know, um, the more ancient uh, denominations of Christianity, they 
do Advent, yeah. right? If you're if you're Anglican, Episcopalian, Catholic, you do Advent, and so you count the days. And there's an Advent Lego set. I just went to Target today, and I saw an Advent Lego set. Apparently, this Advent thing is has has had a renaissance. So you know, I like I really. Calendar. If you love an advent calendar, Sam, I I kind of love the advent season. Like it's my favorite. I love the holidays. I really do. I freaking love the holidays. But I don't know, Sam, do you think we could um transition into uh a break and then go into anecdotes perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. I'm feeling real good about this port right now. So we'll see you in just a moment, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you in a bit. You've got the corner of my eyes. Dare to hold my case to try. Feeling your need to see inside. Making the corner of my mouth rise to smile. Oh my god, that's on the on that's on the record. Okay. <laughs> We've already started recording, babe. And we're back. Uh, we're so back right now. It's not even funny yeah. how back we are. Well, we're so we're so back. back Chiropo- the chiropractor is jealous. Oh my goodness. So Sam has requested that I regale everyone with yes, with an exciting holiday anecdote. And the one that comes to mind is just, like, so surreal, but so real at the same time. So this is a Christmas Eve Christmas anecdote. So um, I spent my 20s trying to um, evan- evangelize my my liberalism, my my queer pride and other things. And that didn't always work so well. Um, on the holidays. So it was about, I don't know, maybe three years ago. And um, I decided I was going to buckle up Buttercup and um, spend Christmas Eve and Christmas with my family, with my dearest little sister, Rachel, who I was... Um, I always love spending time with my littlest sister, Rachel. So she was going to this church at the time, the South Hills of Pittsburgh. And so everyone was going to go to church for Christmas Eve and try to refeel our feelings, you know, have that nostalgia for going to church for Christmas Eve. It wasn't bad, but I just felt so uncomfortable. There was my mom who was, bless her heart, on too many painkillers that she could barely keep her mouth shut and... The kids, my my nephews are antsy. And so it was just like this thing. It's like everyone wants this to be so magical, so hard. They want to bring back the past so hard. So here I was just trying to like smile. And, you know, maybe there's a couple people from from older congregations from churches that I used to go to. And so it was all so weird. And then um, luckily I stayed at my littlest sister Rachel's overnight. And we helped, you know, wrap the presents up because, 
You see, the main person at that point was my slightly older sister. I'm the oldest of four, but if I'm not, if I'm number one, my sister Tasha was number two, and she had at least three boys, if not four, at the time. So I am an uncle of four. Wow. And I am. I'm a uncle. I'm a quuncle, a queer uncle of four young folks. And so <laughs> Christmas drew nigh, and we went to my mom's apartment uh, for Christmas. Now, the thing is, my mom has a sizable one-bedroom apartment, but with three or four nephews running around and my spurious and sometimes nefarious brother, you know, also kind of... The men in our family like to, like, make rude comments and see how they fly. My brother had taken on that role. <laughs> so I just remember, it's like, oh, Luke, what, what, what are you going to do? Are you really going to say some comment that's going to take my sister my sister Tasha, and, like, have her fly off the handle. Well, it wasn't her who... Well, it wasn't my brother who made my sister Natasha fly off the handle. It was me! Ooh, because me pew, and pew, my pew. sister... Pew, pew, pew! That it turns out that me and my... Uh, me and my sister Rachel were talking, and it turned out that Rachel wanted a tarot reading and it happened that I had brought my tarot cards in case, you know, because me and my sister Rachel, we would hang out I'd given my sister some tarot readings she really loved it and what greater gift than to offer someone spiritual and um, heart-centered clarity about And if you want some spiritual and heartfelt clarity please support us on Patreon I will give tarot readings this is not the purpose of this anecdote, though. <laughs> the purpose of this anecdote was that I it seemed to be overheard that I would um, do tarot for my sister in my mother's house. And because my mother had has she's grown more tolerant of things outside her usual Christian television and radio stuff. But uh, my mother and my sister got absolutely plucked absolutely triggered and my sister walked out of the apartment because she would not have that sort of bullshit well, do you remember the context of the tarot reading did she not like the cards that came up oh the minute the cards came out they thought they thought i was possessed by the devil oh so here i was just trying to trying to give love and healing and light to my littlest sister for Christmas. I just wanted to offer a loving Christmas present of a tarot reading. And my mom and my sister were totally jacked up on, uh, like, Christian psycho programming. And uh, I ruined Christmas. That's the story about how I ruined Christmas a couple of years ago. <laughs> Do you love that, Sam? It's a good one. I want to tell a quick one before okay. we... Um... This isn't, like, a bad story. It's just something really cute, and I want to tell it. Cause it's well, just like... you're cute, Sam, so tell it. Okay, so I still write letters to Santa. Uh? Yeah, so it's been... It's probably, like, one of the biggest family traditions that we have in my family, which is every year 
before, I'm sure a lot of families do this, but we would write a letter to Santa and leave it by the milk and cookies and also care it for, for, and also care it for Rudolph. Um, so obviously, I mean, spoiler alert, I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. Oh um, no. It's the terrible. I mean, big, strong, fat guy. He sounds like a good deal, but he's just not real. I'm sorry to say. Um, but anyway, we still do the letter to Santa because it's just this nice sort of cap to the year where I can talk to my mother, who my mother is Santa. She is the one. And also my dad's no longer on this in this realm of existence. So he would he's definitely not Santa anymore. But my mother's still Santa. So I always write her a letter um, during Christmas addressed to Santa. And then she leaves a letter in the morning. Um and pours out half the glass of milk and crumbles up the cookies as if she ate them, even though she doesn't eat the cookies. So yeah, I mean, I, I love that tradition because it's just a nice way of like having a heartfelt conversation with my mother about like what I've been up to, what my siblings have been up to, how I've been feeling in the year, the things I have accomplished, the things that I care about, and my worries and my hopes and my dreams. And just, I don't know, it's just really nice. I really like writing that letter. It's my favorite thing. So there you go. Yeah, that warms the cockles of my heart. Thank you for that anecdote. While we're on the topic of traditions, though, I did want to yes. get into establishing um, traditions for those that might feel because there's, a, I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to us that are queer and might not have a relationship with their family, like I do, or by extension, you have. You know, yeah. I realize that your your I family mean, has I you've barely, been I barely hanging time, but... on with hanging on with my mom. You yeah. know, I don't really. I'm pretty estranged, honestly. I think, I think so, it's really I mean, great to be able to have holidays to be able to bridge those gaps because, yes. regardless of, I mean, regardless of what your relationship is with your family, I do think family is very important. But for some people that are very unlucky and they're family has rejected them and has distanced them um that you can totally start your own traditions with your chosen family is there any is there any traditions that you've started with your chosen family that you look forward to every year for holidays you know sam i'm not sure what if whether it was thanksgiving or some other or some (laughs) other holiday it might have even been it might have even been my I think it was my birthday. It was the most lovely thing. I went to my friend Brian Barefoot's uh, uh, studio in Bedsty, and like there was a sling in the middle of the of, Wait, of the room. About, are you talking about busy? Yeah. And like we had okay. a wonderful meal, and then I got birthday shout spankings out, from my busy. friends. Be, we love you, busy. You love you. We love you, Bizzles. And I, it was the first time I had, I had ever like gotten true birthday spankings. And I huh. mean, I think it was I think it was something as wonderful as like my thirtieth birthday, and I was there for it. And, you know, I love I love my Brooklyn fairies. Oh my god! And so like, it, uh, birthday's a holiday. So I got birthday spankings. I also had a wonderful. Did you get thirty spankings for thirty oh, years? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it hurt, it hurt. But uh, because these are people who I kind of, 
I, a collection of wonderful people like that I knew and their friends and their lovers and new people who, you know, were curated by fairies because, you know, who doesn't love having new new fairies come along and get involved in these strange and wonderful rituals? Like that was I I really remember and like I cherish I cherish that birthday. I had some wonderful friendsgivings at busy's place too mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i remember especially wonderful potluck up in brooklyn so those things have really enriched my life like my chosen family uh coming together and you meet new people and and everyone contributes i mean there ain't not hardly anything more quotidian fairy radical fairy than some kind of midweek potluck so or some kind of weekend potluck heart circle shenanigans and maybe there's a cuddle puddle afterwards. A cuddle puddle is where people just get very affectionate, but the rule is no um, no touching below the hips. Really? And those aren't my cuddle puddles. My cuddle puddles are a little bit more. Sam, those aren't cuddle puddles. Those are orgies. Well, I went to a sex club in England once, and everyone was just like, this is going to sound weird, but like everyone was just having sex. And I was like, but what about the cuddles? Like, I always wanted the cuddles, too. I wanted the sex and the cuddles. I think there should be cuddle parties. 2020 will be the year of cuddle parties. I agree. I want to produce cuddle parties. They can be sensual. They don't have to be sexual. Maybe we'll have... With knowing the difference. We need we'll to talk a, about these things, Sam. Maybe we'll have a meetup for the podcast where we'll just have a cuddle puddle. Oh, my God. Cuddle like, cuddle. like, yeah. We'll that should be cuddle. a tier. That should we'll be a special tier. <laughs> we'll yeah. Out. That could be a special tier for the Patreon. Like, I don't... Uh, oh, okay. Because <laughs> really, like, if you, if you want to if you want to pay into, like... A fully curated no, DJ no, no, no. No cuddle party. For, no one should have to pay for cuddles. Cuddles need to be given freely. Well, here's the deal, Sam. Cuddles are free. Putting together a party costs money. Oh, that's true. Yeah, a party. Would, yeah. <laughs> Producer, producers either have money or they got to get money. So that's just the reality of, of putting putting together a nice evening. That's true. Well, so, Sam, it seems we've we've just gone, we've gone way off the rails here. <laughs> yeah, but um, hey, what would, what, would your, evening. what would your advice be to our listeners that might be struggling to find people to spend the holidays with? Well, the first one is that if you like being solitary, if you like being alone, holidays is a really great time because. Um, while everyone else is is getting up into obligations, you can fully celebrate yourself. So if that's the way you're going to do it, fully go into it. Bring all your favorite food and drink and responsibly celebrate what you love about yourself. Now, if you're looking for other people, there are wonderful ways to get together with other people. You can, um, you know, Take a look through your texting list and and see who gives you the warmth apart, who is as local as local can be, and reach out. Do not be afraid to reach out during the holiday season mm-hmm. because someone could 
could be wishing the same thing as you. They're just a little shy or a little stressed or a little overworked. And if you do that Facebook message or if you text that person or if you Instagram slide <laughs> into their DMs, you could really make their you could really make their weekend I this agree. weekend and the holidays. So communicate. Um, Please communicate Jeremy's, Jeremy's been really out. horny lately, so if you slide into his DMs, I'm willing to bet he'll you'll really make his weekend. Thanks, everyone. Yes, I'm in the Bay Area, and Sam, uh, you totally had to write to like tell everyone about my uh, send my... him dick pics. Thanks. Um, sure. If it's consensual, it's it's all right by me. All right, we got to end oh, this. Sam. I want to mention start, too. You're starting to advert. <laughs> you're starting to advertise my availability, and I haven't given you a percentage. So, um, another good thing to look forward to, or look for, if you are struggling to find community um, for holidays, is potlucks. When I used to live in New York City, I would go to the uh, fairy potlucks for holiday, and those were always a really nice way of meeting people and cooking and spending time with people. Uh, during the holiday season. So definitely look for those kind of local events that you can do, especially yep. local queer events. Um, yep. There are always Meet people up. that don't have family that are looking for other people to be their family for these holidays so they don't feel so alone. So definitely look for those resources. Yeah, um, there are Thanksgiving. With the most important question. Yep. I'm going to ask two very important questions. Okay. The first is, what's your favorite thing to make for Thanksgiving? And the second one is, what is your favorite thing to eat during Thanksgiving? What do you most look forward to? Oh, my gosh. It is so hard, Sam. But literally, um, for Thanksgiving, my favorite thing to eat would be the most exquisitely roasted vegetables. And I mean, like, go full out that just, like, Truffle up some Brussels sprouts, and yeah. then you've got the, then you got some magical cheese bits, and you, and you, and you baked it all up in some sort of oily concoction. And I just am so into roasted vegetables right now, and I generally have often I'm so stopped into roasted up on, vegetables right now. <laughs> I'm really into roasted vegetables right now. But my favorite thing to make. When I can make something for Thanksgiving, uh, honestly, it's the stuffing outside oh, the stuffing. of bird. What's your stuffing like? Oh my gosh, I love to make a cornmeal uh, stuffing, yeah, and stuff. and you and and it's just got all the sage and the celery, and it's nice and moist because there's plenty of or organic vegetable broth up in that gig. I just love, I just love a. A stuffing. I mean, I mean, who does? I don't know. Stuff? I don't know. I don't know if I want the hives, but I might just give up all of my dietary limitations tomorrow and go high on the hog. But I'll we'll let you know how that goes. Giving feasts too on our Instagram pages if you're interested, yeah. or if you want to have a little FOMO. For me, yes, I um, I would say that what I'm most known for is my Brussels sprouts because my Brussels sprouts. Oh could um like end end world war that's how good they are bring world peace will your sprouts bring world peace sam and you, i specifically mentioned brussels sprouts because i love them so sam 
I'm going to eat your Brussels sprouts. They're so good. I fry them. Well, I'm going to do them olive oil this year because we have vegans. But I fry them up. <laughs> I, do, I don't do oven. I do cast iron because it's easier to control how um, cooked they get. I like, uh-huh. uh, I like I like to fully cooked but slightly crunchy Brussels sprout because I like texture. Very nice and br- browned and caramelized on the outside. Um, sounds like so, you, Sam. Slightly crunchy. <laughs> exactly. So nice aromatics fried up with those. Um, and then I'll do this year. I usually change up the glaze, but this year I'm going to do a maple syrup and uh, red wine sherry or a sherry vinegar glaze with some salt and pepper. Wow, Sam! I really need to get a hold of your Brussels sprouts. I know, but because I love thing, vegetables thing, so much. The other thing that yeah. I'm making, which I'm really excited about, is I was just in New York and I went to the Union Square Farmers Market and I got these squash called honey nut squash 898 uh-huh. and they are like really teeny tiny they're like a palm size so it's like squash concentrate they have low water content but they're super flavorful so they brown up really easily but they're just bursting with flavor um uh, so i got this recipe off bone appetit magazine shout out to claire we love you claire super funny shout out to claire um and she did a honey nut squash radicchio salad with uh asian pear so i'm gonna do that because i want to do a cold squash salad so that's what i'm super excited about wow sam your mother must be so proud of you for being at the for for being at the gay gourmand i'm a gourmand chef i don't know i'm i'm kind of tempted to find the the lactate pills and like do that cheap cheesecake thing for everyone it's like if I had gone, if I had gone to Trader Joe's today, I could have gotten. I don't know if I could have gotten Cool Whip because they might be too cool for Cool Whip. And I mean, Cool Whip is made from a it's petroleum. Really pro- it's really easy to make whipped cream from scratch, babe. But no, we're talking about like Cool Whip plus the cream cheese plus the sugar plus whatever it is. And then the graham cracker crust. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to weep for shame. You could consider doing a meringue. Oh, you know what? Oh, in L.A. in Los Feliz, there's an amazing goat cheese um, tart. Oh, yum. And, And like, those goat cheese tarts are so, they remind me so much of it. And they have a glazed pear. On top of them, this is at Le, uh, Le Figaro Bistro in mm-hmm. Los Feliz. So now that I'm feeling creative, if I have the opportunity to get goat cheese, I could probably make some goat cheese tarts. But that's all fantasy, Sam. Well, then that's, what we're, all about fantasy. <laughs> that's what we're all about here. <laughs> now I'm trying to get grounded, and you're nothing but fantasy tonight. All right, everyone. We have to go because the holiday season apparently has started, and I shouldn't be drinking any more port tonight because I have to take the pup out. I'm feeling so. fantasy. Well, while I hope you all feel your weekend fantasies, Please send us some love at our social media so we can all get through the psychosis together. Please, if you're not a capitalist, don't go and don't go anywhere on Friday. Just enjoy your loved ones. Yeah. Please. That's my last remark. I agree with that one. Just stay and cuddle up with your beloveds. I'm 
Handsome Jeremy. You can find me on Instagram at Handsome Jeremy 777 and on Twitter at Orphic Apollo 777, where I give a much more oracular mystical advice. Sam, tell us where we can find you. You can find me at Nuke Moth. That's Nuke as in nuclear and Moth as in Mothra. Pew, pew, pew. And that's my Instagram. And if you're interested in purchasing any of my fetish gear, check out ramshine.com. It will redirect you to my Etsy page. Buy a strap-on for the holiday season. Nothing says stuffing like stuffing a giant dildo up your anus. So there you go. Or, or up whatever hole you want to be. That too. Stuffed well, in. Stuffing I is hear, for every, I hear everybody. That I, I have not partaken, but I heard vaginas have some limitations in terms of depth. Well, not the depth of their souls. That's and, on that ec- and on that exceedingly celebratory note, have a wonderful time. And we will come back with more shenanigans, more delight, and the topic that you would like to listen to wherever you listen to our fine podcast. So have a wonderful time, everyone. And we'll see you for our next episode of A Fairly Queer Podcast. Bye, Sam. Bye.